have needs and desires and seek to discover our own erotic journey, you've come to the right place. This is Seek, Discover, Create with Lexi Silver, presented by SDC. In the next hour, we're here to answer your burning questions about relationships, sexuality, and health from the leading sex experts and professionals. Now, here is your host, Lexi Silver. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to SDC Presents Seek, Discover, Create. I'm your host, Lexi Silver. So today's show is for all of you goddesses out there and for those who love you. I've invited Dr. Carlin Costa, author of Love, The Women's Guide to Not King Settling. So she's going to talk all about dating and how to stop settling for bad relationships and find a loving partner that you deserve. We're going to have a deep discussion about self-confidence, what to do when you're in an unhealthy relationship and how to attain the satisfaction that you crave in your love life. Later on in today's show, I'll be answering some questions from you, the audience, in a new segment called Letters to Lexi. If you want me to give you some lectual advice with the bonus help of my special guest each week, then write in to me at Lexi at SDC.com and connect with me on social media, on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Lexi Silver. That's Lexi with an I, Silver with a Y. Now, before we start our chat with Carlin, I just want to thank our sponsor, SDC.com, your and my expert source of exclusive information about sex, health, and relationships, where you can also access the world's largest lifestyle dating platform of over 1 million active members. Use my special promo code 7070 to get two months free at SDC.com. That's 7070 to get two months free at SDC. So, I hope all of you are ready to fearlessly embrace your lectuality with my special guest today, Dr. Carlin Costa, aka the Everyday Goddess. Carlin is a clinical sexologist, psychotherapist, cannabis educator, and author of Amazon's number one best-selling new book, Love, The Women's Guide to Not Fucking Settling. Oh, because why should we? Carlin's superpower is that she helps women stop settling and find the loves of their lives. I'm saying loves because some of us here are in the non-monogamous community, and who knows? Aside from her best-selling new book, Carlin has also developed the Integrated Transformational Therapy Methodology to deliver her newest program for women, Goddess Glow Up. I love it. She has a master's of public health and a doctorate of human sexuality from the Institute for Advanced Study of Human Sexuality and is registered with the American College of Sexologists as well as being a registered psychotherapist with the Ontario College of Social Workers and Social Service Workers. So Carlin is going to give us all advice about how to love every aspect of our lives, including feeling good in our bodies, having healthier relationships, and better sex lives. Welcome to my show, Carlin. Thank you so much for joining me today. Hey, goddess. Hey. (laughs) I was like, man, that was, I was like, I talk like, that's a big bio for me. I was like, okay, man, I've I've done a lot. All right. (laughs) I, I love introducing my guests because inevitably I get that kind of reaction and then people realize like wow I have a lot to be proud of myself for yeah which is the goddess way that's exactly what I teach right exactly well so how did you get started uh working with other goddesses to help us fulfill our potential and you know maximize our satisfaction with our lives yeah all of that good stuff right so (laughs) so I actually um 
you know, as a psychotherapist and sexologist, I had a private practice. So I was working one-on-one with patients. So men, women, and even couples, right? And working with them and trying to, um, you know, do the whole psychotherapy thing. Let me get in your head and let me heal your life, that kind of thing. You know, all that fun stuff. And then I was like, I think I can do more. I, I know I can do more. And uh, when I decided to write the book, right? Love the women's guide to not fucking settling. You got to snap with it a little bit. Like every time I say, I'm like, and snap, like that's how we roll with that. And so when I wrote the book, I was like, okay, this is my opportunity to really develop more for women and kind of focus my work a little bit. Um, and what, and what I do when I talk about, cause as a sexologist, I'm, I'm like, you know, I can talk about literally anything and everything. <laughs> yes. Right? So, yes. you know, sex is my favorite subject to talk about. <laughs> Same. Same. Yeah, right? Same. <laughs> and like, and I've done work with STC. I've been on the cruise before. It's so much fun. So I, I also really appreciate that you said loves. And yes. Love because, you know, some of us are all of the of the non-monogamous polyamorous community and it's so much fun, right? And all the different ways that it presents itself. Oh, Yeah. Right. And so when I, when I wrote the book, I was like, okay, where can I kind of just like focus my work? How can I support women better? Because to be honest, like I love working with men and definitely there'll be something coming out for me to specifically just work out, work with men in the future. Exciting. Right. I know guys are excited. They're excited. They're like, (laughs) it's great. But primarily you know, kind of where I shine right now is working with women. So I wanted to focus that work. So that's how I came up with the Goddess Glow Up program was through writing the book and kind of integrating that and shifting my services to offer more, really, is kind of how that happened. I actually, what actually came first before the book, before the actual Goddess Glow Up program is that in 2018, I'm going to say 2018. I, I was just last year. Crazy, right? Yeah. I was like, is that last year? Man, what <laughs> last year? Um, I launched uh, the Everyday Goddess. So the Everyday Goddess has my lifestyle brand. Um, and, uh, and with that, I also launched the Goddess Collection of Clothing. Ooh. So, you know, so it's like, and I just really wanted to empower women in a new way. So that's what happened first is that I kind of created her, the Everyday Goddess. <laughs> and was like, listen, it is time for me to shine. I was like, okay, goddess, pull your roll, but we got this. <laughs> Let's do that. So I created the, the goddess line, the goddess collection, and then the goddess foundation, which is a charity I also founded. And then from there, the book became inspired and then the program. So it's all about living that everyday goddess lifestyle, you know? Oh, wow. I, I love the way you have created this brand around a, a concept or multiple concepts of, you know, um, just empowering women to really uh, embrace our inner fear selves that are in there. And some of us just don't know it yet. Yes. Yeah. And that's why it's called the everyday goddess, right? Because I'm just, I'm just an everyday, I'm just an everyday woman, you know, living my best life every (laughs) single day. Right. And, but everyday goddess is about me putting myself on a pedestal. And Mm. it's about empowering other women to also see their potential to rise 
in that power, in that beauty, in that sexuality, in all of the aspects that actually do make a woman, right? Because I am not just a virgin. I am not just a whore and I am not a mother. Like I'm none of those things. I am a goddess. So I will exalt myself how I need to be exalted before anyone else. Fuck, I'm motivated. (laughs) (laughs) Holy shit, that was very inspiring. But that's a message that we really need to remind ourselves of, but it's very hard to do that. And I mean, what what to you, um, what have you discovered are some of those barriers that we deal with as women when it comes to trying to fulfill this this goddessness, Mm -hmm. goddess-likeness? Yes. Uh, yeah. Sure. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> Your everyday goddess self. Yes. Yes. Um, what are some barriers that women? I mean, man, being a woman is just all about barriers sometimes, isn't it? Like. Yeah. So, I mean, big barriers are, are first of all, like external. So when you're looking at society and how society like to label women, the limitations that they put on women, the definitions that we put on women, the way that, you know, society, general media, all of that kind of stuff likes to say, well, this is what makes a good woman and this is what makes a bad woman. And that kind of dichotomy uh, or the, the binary of that conflict. Yeah. And then I would think yourself right? You are your biggest barrier to living your best life, to becoming your best goddess, to living and finding and being in healthy, loving, sexy, and fiery and passionate relationships. You are your biggest barrier. Oh, wow. Okay. That hit me like right here. I'm like, I know. (laughs) But you're confronting something that I think we mostly deep down know that if we want to make certain changes in our lives, that it does start with us, but it's, you know, theoretical, but on a more practical level, it's a lot harder to actually uh, embrace that we have that agency over our lives to make the changes that will make us happy and, and, and satisfied. Totally, totally. It can be really challenging to embrace that, right? I mean, as a psychotherapist, right, that's where I really kind of shine with working with women and being like, okay, let's break it down. (laughs) Let's break down your life, right? So when, you know, we talk about your childhood, we talk about, you know, your teenage years, we talk about your young adulthood, we talk about where you're at now, what your present is now. And all of those pieces um, that influence your mindset, that influence how you see yourself and allow other people to define you, right? And, and all of that accumulates to you embracing who you are and mm-hmm. how you allow yourself to embrace who you are. Because without that, um, we just kind of end up being in situations that we maybe wish we could change, Um, you know, being with people, for example, um, that, you know, we are just settling for, even if we don't necessarily want to be in a relationship with them. It's sometimes a matter of, you know, I don't want to be alone and all of the self-esteem feelings that arise as a result of it. Yes. Yeah. Like it's 2019. We are not fucking settling anymore, right? Yeah. We are months away from 2020, (laughs) like minutes away from 2020, really, right? How are you going to to not settle, right? 2020. I I remember being like, I wonder what that's going to be like. Like, Are flying cars going to be a thing? Are robots going to be everywhere? Like, is like, 
you know, have the apples expired yet, right? Like, <laughs> what's going on, right? Like, I just remember, like, 2020, and when you think about it, when you just think of even what that means and everything that has happened thus far to kind of build women up to this point, right? With Time's Up, with Me Too movements, with women just even, um, you know, positive uh, fe- uh, sex positivity and yes. sex positive uh, feminism and all of these women who are like, no, 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 no. You get to be who you want to be. Yes. And 2020 just seems like this monumental kind of like year, right? Like hindsight 2020, you see 2020, perfect vision. Like what is going on? Mm-hmm. You think about it that way. It's like, okay, what do I see for myself in my future? Hmm. And that's a hard question for some of us to answer because, you know, <laughs> we're so in our lives and in our own situations that it's very hard to kind of look in from an outsider's perspective and try to, you know, really identify the certain things that are, you know, um, kind of going on in our lives and how we can potentially change them to better ourselves and our lives and those around us. Um, but it, it's hard, right? So like you said, it, the first step is like, you know, starting knowing that you have agency, like, so, I mean, how can you know, for example, a being so on the inside, if like you're in a relationship and, you know, you, how do you know if the problems that you're having mean that, you know, the relationship is over uh, or, you know, it's, it's more, it, it could possibly be salvaged if it's worked on just a little bit or a lot of it, a lot of That's it. Loaded. That's a lot loaded question, right? Oh, how, hell do you know yeah. your, how do you know your relationship is shitty? Um, <laughs> versus, well, versus, I mean, knowing that it's over. It's for sure over and there is really nothing that you can do to fix it. Ooh, that's a few therapeutic sessions. You're going to have to pay me by the hour to answer that. Oh, uh, well, no, these aren't my questions. I'm actually <laughs> very, I'm, I'm very happy in my relationship. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but it, it, you know, this is like super practical advice for a lot of people. And we'll, we'll find out too in uh, letters to, to Lexi a, late, a little bit later on. It's not always so easy to know. <laughs> yeah, and it's not, and that's the thing though, is that it's not so easy to know. And that's why it is important. That's why, I mean, I know I'm a therapist. I know I'm a psychotherapist, but I'm actually a big proponent of people having therapists or life coaches or counselors or, you know, somebody through that's not, you know, your group chat, your naughty group chat where you're talking about every guy's dick in it or like, (laughs) you know, know, like your mom or your sister. (laughs) Like those things are really, those people are really, really great, but you kind of need someone to help you see what you can't see because you don't know what you don't know. Right. Oh yeah. Having that support. But I guess the main thing is how do you identify if you're settling in your relationship? How do you identify if the relationship is over is if you're unhappy, really like truly unhappy, right? Like we like to convince ourselves because we, that we're happy and because we're afraid of the work that it's going to take in order to kind of come back from that, right? Mm-hmm. Because, you know, be getting single, dissolute, like dissolving marriages, splitting assets, you know, getting your own apartment, figuring out what you want to do in your life. That can be really intimidating for people, right? So people would rather settle and stay in these like bullshit situations, right? Yeah. And 
then be challenged a little bit in their lives. Isn't that interesting? Like, it's so interesting how that happens. I think also a lot of it has to do with what, you know, we're going to talk about in the, in the next segment about feeling like we don't deserve it and feeling that kind of our value uh, is limited if we are single or without a person who we believe in this traditionally monogamous society that this is our other half or better half because we're not a whole person if we are by ourselves. So I want to cover some of those things. Um, those are, you know, like, cause you know, let's talk about the easy stuff, right? Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want to cover some of that in a sec. I just want to take a very quick break and I want to tell everyone where you can find more information about sex, health and relationships. And that is stc.com. We are constantly adding new videos, podcasts and articles from experts like my guest today, Carlin Costa with other professionals like Dr. Jess, Sunny Megatron and Open Love 101. And as a bonus, I'll just add my name to the list because you can also find lots of lectual resources on STC that I've contributed to. So you're going to want to check those out too later. So like we were saying, let's get back to the questions of feeling that low self-worth. I mean, we talked a bit about um, some of the barriers that we face as women when it comes to embracing our everyday goddess. Mm -hmm. So these, you know, I, I also see this as a barrier too, because some of the things you were talking about, um, what are some of those factors, those external factors that do contribute to our feelings of self-worth and like, you know, feeling like our bodies aren't good enough, that they're just, you know, uh, that whatever we have, like our, our cellulite, our beautiful stretch marks, what are some external factors that contribute to us feeling like shit? Like we, we don't deserve it. Like we're not worth it. Ooh, external factors that convince us that we feel like that to feel like shit or to feel less about ourselves or to feel unworthy yeah. about ourselves. Unworthy. That is unworthy. the word. Unworthy. Okay. Well, I would say that the biggest one, at least the most influential, eh, no, the biggest, the biggest and the most influential is media. Media is always, I mean, blame the media, sure, but like, I would think that it's a cop out, but it's not a cop out, right? Because mm -hmm. it, when you think about how inundated you are on a daily basis with external messaging, that's all media, right? So when you're looking at social media, for example, when you're looking at even dating sites, for example, when you're looking at um, even certain magazines who, you know, tell you, you know, 101 ways to give the best blowjob. It's like, honey, I only need three and he's going to blow his load in like three <laughs> seconds. Like, you know what I mean? I don't like it, it, all of that stuff I think is really the biggest uh, or sorry, the most influential to making us feel unworthy. However, we choose how we feed our minds, right? That's true. So I'm a big fan. Like I love Instagram. I love social media. Like I do. I love social media and I love, I live on my Instagram. I love it. Um, but I'm also a big fan of unfollowing. Right. Mm -hmm. And we feel, and for some reason we feel this like politeness. I don't know if it's like a Canadian, <laughs> Canadian thing or like what thinking. that's about. It's like follow for follow, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, it, it, no, that no. Like if you, if you aren't posting things that don't feel good for me, if the conversation doesn't feel fluid, if it doesn't feel like it's in alignment with who I am and what I want to be looking at, then no, I'm not going to follow you. Thank you. If you, if you want to follow me, that's really, really great. Right. But 
I also, this is my experience, right? And we have to remember that we get to choose what that experience is. So unfollowing, muting, um, and just kind of being like, listen, live your best life and I'm going to live mine over here and do what I need to do. And if, you know, if it makes sense for us to connect together, then that's really, really great. But we feel this like, like we have to be polite on social media or something. Like we have to like... You know, you have to follow everybody and you have to like everything and you have to just like, like my, my thumb is so strong. <laughs> Not just from sex. It's from <laughs> And I mean, yeah. <laughs> and like you said, I mean, the, the feeling of politeness, which again, I'm still not sure if that's only a Canadian thing, yeah. um, but... <laughs> There's also that, you know, kind of uh, fascination with people who are celebrities or are of a particular status because we want to know what they're doing. What are they up to? So even if it doesn't necessarily make us feel good about ourselves, and often it makes us feel the complete opposite about ourselves because we're seeing this imaginary life and Photoshopped images that basically don't really correspond to reality. Mm. And we can't help but kind of compare ourselves against those images. So if unfollowing for us might, you know, seem very difficult, how do you deal with still the barrage of media? Even if you unfollow them, you're undoubtedly somewhere in in the world going to be encountered with these images. How do you protect yourself against them? What kind of inner monologue do you have to have when you see images like that? So I'm a big fan of using, of using tools, right? Using everyday tools, right? Like a mindfulness mindset. Um, I use a lot of affirmations on a daily basis, right? I pump myself up before I even leave the door. <laughs> I even walk out of my house, right? Like I stand in front of my full length mirror most of the time naked. And it's just like, you're a fucking goddess. You're amazing. Like, you have accomplished this and this and this and this. Your life is yours. You know, I I am a goddess. I am worthy. I am love. I am amazing. Um, And so I am a big fan of people engaging in their own kind of mindful self-help, you know, whatever it is that you feel more akin to in terms of the language. It doesn't really matter. But Mm -hmm. I pump myself up, right? I pump myself up before I even walk out of the door so that when I walk out of the door, I'm wearing something that I feel cute in. I'm looking like I feel like I feel good or in or if I don't, you know what I mean? It doesn't really matter kind of thing. I, I am in full power of who I am before I even walk outside of that door. And that's something that we get to control because you don't get to control what happens to you once you leave that house, right? And you, as much as you can unfollow people on social media and you can choose what media, you know, what you do watch and do all that kind of stuff, right? When you walk outside of the door, you don't get to choose that, that influence. Mm -hmm. So you have to almost put up your own armor, towards it and around yourself to be able to kind of walk out of there. And and that's what I teach a lot of women and men to do is how do you keep yourself in your power on a regular and daily basis, even if it's just 10 seconds at a time? That sounds like quite a challenge, quite a challenge, especially if, you know, we are in situations um, that, you know, like you said, certain things we can't control. For example, uh, I know a few people who are, who have certain 
close friends or family members or extended family members who can help but make them feel less than in certain at certain times for certain occasions thanksgiving's coming up you know what i'm talking about i totally know what you're talking about but nobody makes you feel less than nobody makes you feel that you feel that you can't be stop being unaccountable for your fucking life yes i'm just like (laughs) thank you i'm just like really done with that right like yeah like if someone makes you feel like shit then you tell them to fuck off like you tell them to like you know take their opinions somewhere else stop being comfortable with the shitty or the settling life that you're living Okay, that's 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 my thing and and I said sorry and I'm gonna take that back thank you I was just gonna yeah I'm not gonna apologize for that because because I'm really we really need to start being more accountable for the life that we are living right now every single day so if your aunt is making you feel like shit then mute your aunt or tell your aunt to stop making you feel like shit stop having those conversations and yeah she's gonna get mad But like, that's her problem, not yours. Yeah, that's true. And we are in control of our own emotions. It feels in, and you're, it's all internal, right? Mm -hmm. It's all internal. And it's very hard though, because most of us have this feeling, this, (laughs) well, some of us have this quote, politeness, uh, where we don't want to rock the boat. We're very comfortable being where we're at. And we don't necessarily, especially with loved ones, right? It's really hard sometimes to tell, you know, grandma, fuck off or tell your parent, um, or your sister, your brother, whoever, um, to fuck off and mind their own fucking business. It is very challenging to do that. It's maybe easier with a stranger because you don't know them. There's no repercussions. But when it comes time to, you know, kind of tell, let's say a a loved one who is living with you and might be your lover as well, your actual partner, how do you summon some of those feelings of I'm worth it, I'm a goddess when you are in kind of emotional turmoil. How do you do that when you just don't want to, quote, rock the boat? True. Well, it's a, I think it's, first of all, uh, taking a step back and not playing the blame game, right? Mm. Because if you are unhappy in your relationship, you both contributed to that. So let's be accountable about that, right? Because when you start to come at your partner and you start to say, well, you did this, you did this, you don't do this, you don't do this enough, you don't make me come, all of that kind of stuff, right? It's like, oh, like let's, let's take a step back because A, if I was on the receiving end of that, my initial reaction, especially as the fiery woman that I am, would be to fight, right? Like if, you, if you're talking about like fight or flight mode, Right, I'm a fighter. I'm not. I'm not gonna fight. I'm. I'm. I'm here with mm-hmm. you. Right. So most people will begin to get defensive, or they'll sh- start to shut down in some sort of way. So it's not about attacking your partner and saying, "Well, you don't," or "You don't." Uh, you know, you. I need you to do. Th- not I need you. That's different. But like, you don't do this enough, or mm-hmm. you don't. You know, you don't show up for me in this way, or you know what I mean. Really blaming instead of being accountable in the conversation and watching your words and learning how to communicate in a healthy way. So starting by saying like, I am feeling this way when this happens, right? Let's talk about it. Let's talk about how we can either figure this out together or is this a symptom of a bigger problem, Hmm. right? Because, you know, as a sexologist, when people come to me, and a lot of people will come to me and they'll be like, my sex life sucks. My, my, relationship, my sex life and my relationship sucks, right? 
I need to fix that. <laughs> and it, it's always what people come to me for, right? And I'm like, well, let me, can I be honest with you? Sex and your sex life being sucky <laughs> or not being where you want it to be, right? It's actually just a symptom. And mm-hmm. it's a symptom of a larger challenge that either you or your partner or both of you are refusing to face. That's big. I mean, already, you know, you're, you're thinking about that as being a symptom. So there's undoubtedly other symptoms as well that the relationship is not where they want it to be. And I won't say should be because every relationship is different and different people have different needs or demands or I won't say demands, maybe demands. Depends on what kind of relationship. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So if you are having that symptom, that feeling of my sex life is just, I'm not enjoying it or we're not having enough sex or, um, you know, how do you kind of talk to your partner about that without being accusing? Like, I feel horny. (laughs) Like, how, how do you even sometimes get out of that funk that you might be in with your partner, especially in long-term relationships? That's also, yeah. Yeah. Well, I think first of all, it's about, um, before you get into any type of, of conversation with your partner, especially about something as sensitive as sex can be, it's about first identifying what your goal is. Right. So what is it that you, what, that you want that part of your relationship to look like? But like not being, you know, stern about it, but not being like super concrete about it, but understanding and having like a general understanding of what it is you want that part of your relationship to look like. Right. So that you come to the table, not with problems, but with solutions. Ooh, that's so true. Oh, it's so true. Yeah. Right. So in saying, you know, hey, babe. I've just, I've just noticed this about our lives. Right. And you know, I've been thinking like, I would really love for our sex life to be more like this and you know, that type of thing and opening up that conversation saying, what, like, what do you think? Where do you think we're at? Because your partner might be like, everything is great. And yeah. you might be like, Oh no, it's not. Right. So where are you at in what we are experiencing right now? And then, then going from there and then having the conversations of, okay, well, if we're both unhappy, where are we unhappy? Where do we want to grow? What do we want to maybe start to include, right? What are these scary conversations, especially in long-term relationships? What are these scary conversations that we're kind of afraid to admit to each other, but we need to? Ooh, yeah. And that's tough, right? Because you're talking to a partner who you probably live with in this, in, in these kinds of circumstances and long-term relationships, that's often the case. Um, you are sharing a space with this person. So if the conversation goes wrong or they feel kind of sensitive about something, then yeah, it could be a little bit difficult. It could make the environment feel a little bit difficult. Um, but that's a good approach. It's a very good approach to take. And I think that it works for pretty much any kind of conversation you're going to have. Totally. Absolutely. Yeah. Come with solutions, not with problems. Yeah. Oh, right? yeah. I love that. So coming up in a few, actually, we're going to talk a little bit more about that. I'm going to answer some of your letters to Lexi and Carlin is going to give her perspective as well. 
So this new segment is brought to you by SDC Travel, where you can enjoy an adventure with other like-minded couples to destinations like Crete, our upcoming Croatian cruise in 2020, Super's experience in Cancun, and SDC's takeover of Cap Dag, which you've probably heard me mention and maybe write about a couple of times uh, from my experiences over there. And check out the travel section on sdc.com for a list of all the sexy places that you know you're dying to visit. And I might be there too. I try to join up with these exotic trips whenever I can. So maybe that's an added incentive to come and travel with us. So now it's time for letters to Lexi. And I absolutely love when you guys send me messages, try to ask me questions. I wish I could answer all of you. Unfortunately, I have not yet figured out how to clone myself, so that is not possible. But I am going to give you the shameless, no bullshit answer that your friends might not have the iron ovaries or balls of steel to tell you. And no question is ever too taboo or queer or weird, so do not be shy, okay? Send me whatever you need to talk about at Lexi at SDC.com and connect with me on social media. Like I said before, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Lexi Silver. That's Lexi with an I, Silver with a Y. And today is the perfect opportunity to answer some of your letters to Lexi in a no bullshit way. And Carlin here is going to add to the, my little thoughts. And so we'll start with the first one. Yeah, the no bullshit. I'm like, no bullshit goddess is who you've got on the other one. There you go. Exactly. And we need you. We need you for this, for sure. (laughs) So this letter is from Angelica in Texas. Dear Lexi, I'm a hardworking female entrepreneur and good things are finally happening in my business after many years of hustling. We all know what that's like. My husband is usually supportive, but lately has been complaining that we don't spend enough time together and he never sees me apart from when we spend time with our daughter. We only have one child together and we rarely have sex or even do date nights. I want to pay more attention to him, but I am so busy working and I worry that if I stop going on this pace, I'll miss out on big business opportunities and feel regret and resentment towards him. Ooh, how can I find some balance in my love and professional lives? Oh my. Yeah, that's hard. So obviously, if your husband is saying, hey, I want to spend more time with you, that's not a bad thing. Let's start with that. Sounds like, you know, there's something there that he wants to foster. Um, He wants to you know, be more intimate with you. Um, It's hard for a man to admit that sometimes, especially with the way they're socialized. So take that as a positive thing that your partner is trying to communicate to you that they care about you and they want an environment in which they can spend quality time with you. So plus for that in your relationship, good for you. But it's hard. I get it. Um, I'm also a female entrepreneur. So is Carlin. Uh, We all kind of get what that's like. Um, But it's important to try to find at least a little bit of balance, even though it might seem like you're still working a crazy amount of hours, because you want to invest in your relationship. And it sounds like, you know, not a bad one if your partner actually is supporting you and cares about you, but also needs a little bit of your time. So sometimes I know it doesn't sound sexy, but scheduling a weekly date night, and if you can't weekly, then maybe you just find a couple of hours here or there throughout the week, um, you know, to, to maybe spend time with them. And that doesn't mean sitting and being next to each other on your devices. 
that is not quality time. Um, that is very important because some of us like to veg and watch TV, but sitting next to your partner and hanging out with your devices, although it might seem like you're together, you're in two very different worlds. So it's not quality time. So if you really want to you know, preserve the relationship that you're in. Um, and I'm, you know, obviously you're going to spend time with the, with him as well with your daughter, but that's not the same. It's a different intimate time. It's a different relationship. You will not feel regret and resentment in my opinion, but you will feel regret if you don't spend the quality time with your partner. That is where I'm at with that. What do you, what do you think, Carlin? I agree with you completely, but it, and it's also about understanding that intimacy looks different, right? So intimacy doesn't have to be about sex and it doesn't have to necessarily be, you know what I mean? It doesn't have to be this big production. So first of all, it's about setting, understanding, you know, what does intimacy look like and what kind of intimacy are you both craving in your relationship and talking about that, right? And then it's also about having the conversation um, with, your, with yourself about, and I love that you said this, Lexi, I love that you said, you know, if you're investing in your work as an entrepreneur and as a hustler and like, we're hustlers, we're hustling mm-hmm. goddesses, you know what I mean? That's how we roll. But like, if you're only investing in your work, then you're allowing a big part of you to not be invested into fall to the wayside and essentially your work will suffer. Yes. Not having that balance, you will suffer. It's about working smarter, not harder all the time in order to be successful. And then as kind of a little third point that I would love to mention too is why isn't your partner feeling empowered to also initiate some of this stuff? Mm -hmm. What are the barriers that you are putting up that is saying to him or to them, you know, uh, you can't access me. You can't plan a surprise date night. You can't do any of these things. Why, you know, what are some of the barriers that you are putting up that is restricting that? And what are some of the barriers that they are feeling? Mm. How are they are not feeling empowered themselves to be to step up and be like, Hey, I planned this. This is what we're doing tonight. Put, put the work away. Cause like, I'm going to blow your mind for at least two hours tonight. Right. So Ooh, that sounds really nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, it right? sounds fantastic. <laughs> and I think it's, it's hard because I, I know more and more female entrepreneurs and I know it's hard because you feel kind of like you need to be a superhero. You need to do it all. Uh, you need to run a successful business if that's what, that's what you want to do. Uh, you want to be the best partner that you can be, even if in these situations it doesn't feel like you are and there's things that you can do to change it. You want to be a great parent if that's your thing. Um, there are so many different roles that we take on, so it's very hard, and you're right, when one is suffering, everything else kind of also suffers, even if we don't necessarily notice that. Mm-hmm. But... I, I really like what you said there. It's important to recognize the things that we're doing. And like I said, it's hard, right? You have to step out of yourself and say, ooh, what am I doing? Am I saying I'm busy all the time? Am I making plans constantly? Am I just inaccessible in another country? How is it, what is it that I'm doing to make it impossible for my partner to, for example, ooh, I like that spontaneity, right? That's yeah. a very important part of any relationship and a very, very important to spicing up your sex life too. <laughs> Totally. (laughs) All right. I'm going to move on to the next question, but I love your insights there. Thank you. Thank you. 
So this letter is all the way from Sweden, believe it or not. Um, This is for Elsa in Stockholm. So dear Lexi, I've been with my boyfriend. Elsa in Stockholm. Sorry, I just had like a frozen like. Yeah, right? That's kind of stereotypical, but I'm not gonna. (laughs) Well, Um, it's a a common name. What can I tell you? What's up, goddess? (laughs) So dear Lexi, I've been with my boyfriend for about five years. Lately, our sex life has been more than boring. You're talking about sex again. I mean, I love that. We haven't had sex in over two months. Even though I've tried to initiate it a few times, he doesn't seem interested. I still have sexual desire for him, but I don't know that he still feels attracted to me or is in love with me. He seems distant and distracted, and he never compliments me, even when I make an effort and wear something sexy or do my hair in a new way. I don't know if he's cheating on me or just doesn't find me sexy anymore, and I'm afraid to even ask him, what do I do? Please help. Well, that's tough. Yeah, yeah. that's that's tough. Um, I mean, there could be a lot of reasons for that that have nothing to do with you. Um, at, let's start with that, and then we can work our way toward the things that might have to do with you. Is your partner dealing with some serious stress? Are they feeling depressed? There are lots of states of mind that make us feel withdrawn um, or distant. And I know a symptom of a lot of that sometimes is to kind of remove yourself. And um, maybe you're not, maybe he's not feeling that sexual desire because his libido is low for various other reasons. Could be hormonal. Maybe they're taking medication. Um, There's, there's a lot, there are a lot of factors. So first maybe look into those and see if any of those might be playing a role in what's going on before we, you know, jump to the idea that maybe they are seeing somebody else. Now, it's tough because you don't necessarily, you don't want to you know uh, accuse your partner of anything but you want to find out what is you know kind of going on and you want to maybe let them know in a way that is constructive um, without being confrontational that you want to be intimate with them let them know that you want to um, spend time with them that you miss them that you miss that closeness and it's hard to do that but that could be maybe a first step before, or actually a second step after evaluating the other factors, like I said, that have nothing to do with you. Maybe just open up a dialogue because it sounds like in addition to, you know, um, the lack of physicality, there doesn't seem to be a lot of communication going on for whatever reasons. So opening up a dialogue uh, in a way that is not um, confrontational could be a good way to maybe find out what it is that's going on in your partner's mind. What do you think, Harlan? Yeah, no, I, I agree. Like th- those types of those situations are tough, right? Like I think yes and yes to both of those steps that you said. And secondly, is kind of comes back to a point that we talked about earlier in this podcast where start being accountable for your own life. So if if you are afraid to talk to your partner, what else are you afraid to do with your partner? How else are you afraid to show up in this relationship? Mm. And if you are in fear in your relationship, then what are you doing there? Mm. Right? So so let's also take a little bit of ownership for that as well and say, okay, are are, are you afraid because you actually do know what the answer to this is? So if, if that's the case, right, then... Are you kind of also avoiding 
having this conversation because you do know what the answer is or you're afraid as to what may be the outcome of it because of you know all of the consequences that could come from having to have this conversation whether it's a change of some kind because it's going to be a change of some kind no matter what yeah. right um, whether it's a change in the relationship and a shift in a conversation or it's a change out of the relationship and that and change is scary to people change is really really scary so I love what you said Lexi I think yes like the first two definitely but then also take a look at yourself and your own fear about having this conversation and start being accountable for it because being in a relationship that you're afraid to have any and all conversations with is not a healthy and happy relationship and not one that I would ever want to be in. Ooh, powerful. And that's very true. Um, but like, you know, it, that it's, it's learning how to take that accountability, which I know you're gonna, mm. I know you're all about. And so anyone listening to this just like, yeah, I need to learn how to do that. This is your person. Hey. Talk to Carla. <laughs> After the everyday goddess. Yes, please. I love talking to people. Well, let's talk to one more. Okay, we have one more letter. Uh, Well, we have several more, but we don't have time for all of them. So we'll save some for next week. So this one is from Veronica from Michigan. Dear Lexi, my boyfriend of three years recently broke up with me because he said he wasn't in love with me anymore. Before the breakup, I found out he was having a long-distance sexting slash camming relationship with someone in California. When I confronted him about it, he got really defensive and it said it wasn't cheating because there was no sex involved and it wasn't a big deal. During the same argument, he told me he was waiting for the right time to end things with me. Now, a few months later, he's been messaging me again and wants to meet up to talk to me. He says he's had time to think about things and he's changed. I'm putting that in air quotes. No one can, I don't know if you can, uh, you know, hear me doing that people who are listening. Yeah. I don't know if you like looked up, but I just rolled my eyes. Yeah, I did. (laughs) So he's changed and he wants me to give him another chance. I still love him and I'm heartbroken at the same time. What should I do? So essentially the girl in California was like, I don't want to be with you either. And now he's like, Oh, wait a second. Hold on. I just let, let go of a really good thing. Sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. No, totally. Um, So my very short answer to that, Veronica, is fuck him. And I don't mean that in a sexual way. I mean, forget about him. Um, This is somebody who uh, does not deserve your time. Um, I'm sorry you were stuck in this relationship uh, for however long. He must have been probably treating you like shit if this is the kind of way that he is behaving um, and what did behave. So sorry about that. But now that you're not in this relationship anymore, do not go back in and see this as a learning experience as well. You're heartbroken and that's fine. That will help you affect a change in your life for the better. And I think part of it is understanding, and this is like the whole point of this discussion with Carlin is understanding your self-worth and that you are worth more than that. You deserve to be treated like a goddess. Mm-hmm. You don't need to be with somebody who isn't sure and then dumps you and then, and then doesn't get with the girl from California um, and then decides to come back to you. And who can't be accountable for their own cheating. Like, come on, people. Like, it, it happens, right? Like, it, if you're honest about it, most people can actually get through and get over it and do all of that kind of work, right? But yeah. like... And you can't even be accountable for how you showed up in a relationship. Yeah. Yeah. And saying it's not a big deal, completely trivializing the way you feel, this is not somebody you need to be with. So, I mean, don't go there. Just don't. Um, Take your time. 
you know, your heart, heartbreak, it happens. It's a part of life and that's okay. So embrace how you're feeling as terrible as that might seem. However many pints of ice cream you need to make this work for you. That's okay. All right. Just get looser pants. That's fine. But take your time, take a breather, and then do not go back to the sky. And don't initiate any conversations with him. If you feel lonely, if you're not sure, just don't do it. Don't text. Don't drunk text. Don't message them. Just... I'm a big fan of deleting, deleting and blocking. Ooh, that's, and that's great, you know? Get rid of their social media contact as much as you might be wanting to know what they're up to. And it sucks too if you have friends in common. But as much as possible, just kind of erase. Control Z or Z, as you people say, <laughs> out, of, out of your life. That's where I'm at. But Carlin, you have anything to add to like my little rant? <laughs> yeah, that's like, I, like I'm supporting 111% right now. Just like, yes, all of that. Right. And, 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 like, like, why, like, and I get it. Like you, you know, your love was real and I'm sure their love was real too, to some extent, but you didn't, you two didn't know how to love each other. Mm-hmm. So when you can come to terms with the fact that you two didn't know how to love each other, and how that was actually a challenge of a relationship, right? Um, what is it that people say um, when people when people show you show you who they are? Believe them. Yes, but they believe them the first time. Yeah, yeah, believe them the first time, right? So believe them, <laughs> believe him. He yeah. showed you his true colors the first time, and then he got scared, or something didn't work out, or any of that kind of stuff. And now you're kind of being second choice. And, you know, I mean, yes, people make mistakes and all of that kind of good stuff. And I totally get it because life circumstances happen. However, but when people show you who they are, believe them the first time. And if he was treating you like shit most of the time throughout that relationship, and if he was cheating on you and he can't even fully be accountable that he was because he was Yeah. in some relationships, that's not cheating, but in yours, it was. Mm-hmm. So if he can't even be accountable for that, then how else is he going to know, not be accountable in the rest of your relationship? And is that someone that you want to build a structure, a strong base of a life with? Oh, that's awesome. And I mean, you have so much great advice. You've been awesome. Thank you so much. This is such a fun new segment. I'm very happy that I got to do this with you. Like, I'm sorry you're my guinea pig, but also not sorry. <laughs> no sorries. <laughs> I told you it's the Canadian politeness. It just sits yeah. in there, you know. I can't really do anything about it. It's in the blood. It is, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Thank you so much. So if you could give anybody one final piece of advice... Uh, when it comes to acknowledging how awesome they are and taking that next step to take their lives to that next level and really allow their inner goddess or everyday goddess to emerge, what would your final piece of advice be? I like to ask all the easy questions, of course. Yeah, no, I love it. I love it. I love it. I'm actually just like, I'm like looking at my like wall of inspirational quotes that I've written and I'm like, hmm, what would be one of the best ones here for us to me to kind of close off on? And I think, um, always remember to affirm your life, to remember that you are the power source of your life. And, 
that your trauma is not your fault, but your healing is your choice. So if you are going to move forward as the goddess that you are, embrace it, own it, conquer it, and live the life, live your best life every single day because you deserve it. I am so inspired right now. I want to just go, I mean, I, I'm just, wow, I'm just very inspired. You're awesome. How can other people who are listening right now get inspired by you via some of the amazing things that you are currently offering? How can we get your unapologetically um, passionate book? Shameless, no bullshit book. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the shameless, no bullshit book. So you can connect with me in a few different ways. Um, if you are on STC and you're listening to STC, I do have my STC profile on there that people can connect with me and send me messages and I can, you know, chat with you about what it is that's going on for you. You can also go on my website as well, uh, carlincosta.com or theeverydaygoddess.ca. Uh, you can check me out on Instagram. I love Instagram at carlin.costa and everything is just like on all of those things. If you find me on the Instagram, it will lead you to everything. If you find my website, it'll also lead you to everything. But if you're looking for my book, you can find it on Amazon, on all Amazon platforms across all over the world. Um, But stay tuned because we are going to be doing another, a big, uh, an offer on my website with the book soon too. So yay. Oh, that's exciting. And that book is Love the Women's Guide to Not Fucking Settling. So if you've been enjoying (laughs) this podcast, which hopefully you've been enjoying half as much as I have, because I'm loving this discussion, then get your hands on this. I mean, digital hands, I suppose. (laughs) Get your hands on this copy. So 2020. Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait to come to your book signing. It's going to be great. Um, So yeah, thank you so much, Carlin. You've been a fantastic guest and I really appreciate it. Thank you, Lexi. And thank you, SDC. We love you. Oh, and thanks to everybody for listening. Uh, That is it for this week's episode of SDC Presents Seek, Discover, Create. Thank you so much for joining me. And tune in on Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America's Variety Channel for my next show. And you can always get my podcast episodes on demand at iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, and Google Play Music. And on stc.com, where you can also learn more about sex, health, and relationships as you seek yourself, discover it together, and create moments. Use my promo code 7070 to get two months free at STC and try it out for yourself. I also have a profile in there, so come and find me. I'm not going to tell you exactly where it is, though, because then it wouldn't be nearly as much fun. You can ask me anything. I will tell you where I am at there. Send in your questions at alexi at sdc.com or find me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. I also love all those things. At Lexi Silver, that's Lexi with an I, Silver with a Y. And listen to see if I answer your question in my next episode during my Letters to Lexi segment. So thank you for joining me, Lexi Silver, on Seek, Discover, Create. Until next time, stay lectual, people. Bye. We appreciate you joining us on Seek, Discover, Create, presented by STC.com. Please join your host, Lexi Silver, on another erotic journey next Tuesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time and 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Until then, may you enjoy exploring your sexuality. 